Each week on the New Hope Podcast, you'll hear messages and stories that are built on the bedrock of God's truth and discover practical ways to apply the gospel to your life and relationships. Thanks for listening and being a part of the New Hope family. Good day and welcome back to Deep Dive. Again, this is chapter two, if you will, of our video podcast. Yes. Second ever, and we had an amazing response yes, we did. last week. Normally, we'll have about 80 people or so listening uh, to our audio podcast. Right. Last week, we did a first video podcast, and over 360 people, people. viewed amazing. our yeah. videos. So thank Absolutely. you, and, and continue to share it. I know my mom and my aunt shared <laughs> the video right. with their friends, so share it with those yes. that you know. You can see us on Facebook, on Instagram, on on YouTube, Spotify, our church website, Spotify, yeah. Yeah. so many places that you can see and hear us. So uh-huh. we're thankful that you are out there and uh, glad to see you today. Glad that yeah. you're listening in wherever you might be. Also, chapter two, we're in our second session of your series on navigating yes. life. Yeah. And uh, last week we talked about temptation. This week we're talking about when facing misunderstanding. Yeah. Nobody has to deal with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody has to deal right. with being misunderstood yeah. at all. Yeah, it's kind of like, a, I think I mentioned Sunday, if you've been married for five minutes, <laughs> yes, you, you know what that topic yeah. is about. You get misunderstood by people you don't know. You talk right. about getting, putting your foot in your mouth sometimes when you say right. things that you didn't mean to say, or right. but especially when you're married. And, and yeah. speaking of being married <laughs> and being misunderstood, so I've been married 26 years. Uh-huh. And just recently realized that my wife and I do not see color the same way. Really? We had no idea. We huh. recently painted the entire downstairs of our house, huh. and it was supposed to be gray. And yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is not gray. This is not. And Jennifer's was like, this gray? is gray. This is gray. <laughs> no, this is baby blue. This is not gray. Huh. And so we could not figure out. And then, I don't know, if watchers and listeners, if you remember the dress meme the blue, black, slash oh, yeah. gold I dress meme. Long time ago. It came back around recently. Uh-huh. And so Jennifer and I were looking at this, and I'm going to show Pastor Keith, and you can look it up on, on the screen as well if you're listening to it online, but the blue, black dress. Or the, so yeah. what color do you see, Pastor? I see blue. Yeah? That is blue. Blue is not gray. Okay. It's, What's the other color you see? I black. Black. You see blue and black, right? Yeah. Is that what it's you blue see? blue and black. It's what I see. Oh, that's it's what, what it is then. Jennifer sees gold. She gold? Sees, yeah. She sees gold and white. Where, where, where right. is gold and white in there? That's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. And is that, that happens to other people. Huh? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. An, it's an amazing is phenomenon amazing. that half the people culture see blue and black, and and some maybe. So mo- is this a brain see. thing? Is anybody? Explain we did this? some research. Of course, Jennifer. You yeah, know, right, she's researching right. it, trying to. Why do I see gold? And white, and you see blue and black. We couldn't really find if it's a left brain, right brain thing, yeah. or it's just the way huh. we see color. Very it's, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing. Well, and it, then it'd be one thing if if you if she saw light blue and you saw darker blue. Yeah, I mean shades. We it, talked about shades. Yeah, yeah, how it kind of looks like it's in a shaded area or whatever. Right. So, but that's what she sees. She sees gold and white. That's amazing. Yeah, I see blue and black. Yeah. Uh, wow. So yeah, what do you see at home? But that's <laughs> you know the the basis there for misunderstanding is yeah. We all see Look, things differently. It's our perception, right. Right. Uh, what's in our, our foundational thought, our worldview even. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to get into today. Very with, good. Yeah, yeah, talking about <laughs> when facing misunderstanding. And of course, again, Jesus, our example. Right. Uh, we talked about last week that he faced temptation in a great way. And in his, really his entire life, we looked at one particular scenario. Right. And here we see today 
in this passage in Mark chapter three, Jesus himself. Yeah, it was misunderstood. Was misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And so we're going to get into that, uh, Mark chapter three, and I'm going to read beginning in verse 20, and uh, we'll see how Jesus right. faces right. misunderstanding. So when then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. (laughs) Saying that about Jesus, right? Yeah, Yeah, he's out of his mind. And then skipping down to verse 31, then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived standing outside. They sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told them, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. Jesus says, who are my mother and my brothers? Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Yeah. And we skipped over the part in your sermon, right. uh, but you you mentioned yeah. it about right. he's even called possessed. He's even claimed yeah, by the by, by, by the religious leaders. Wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and I know we might get into this yeah. later, but it, it is it's when I was studying that passage, it's interesting to me to see that Jesus approached misunderstanding differently mm. based on the heart. And so, in other words, the religious leaders had an agenda. Absolutely. They were trying to undermine him, and they misunderstood him as well as misspoke about him. Yeah. Big. I mm-hmm. mean, and he called them in right in front of God and everybody and yeah. confronted them directly. But he didn't take that tact with his family, those who had a good heart but came to the wrong conclusions. Yeah. It's kind of like I said Sunday, you can be sincere and sincerely wrong. <laughs> and, and so they were. Yeah. But he still he deal, he dealt with it, mm-hmm. uh, but differently. It's he did. Interesting. He dealt with those that were trying to catch him, if you will, trying right. to accuse him, accuse right. him, um, even saying that he was possessed in a right. certain way. And then he dealt with his family yes. in, a, in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but in in verse twenty, we were talking about how in the midst of this misunderstanding, mm-hmm. uh, even the disciples maybe were probably misunderstanding what was happening because it talks right. about that they the, the crowd gathered around right. Jesus to hear him to experience him right. and. They couldn't eat. The disciples couldn't eat. Right. And so it's almost like, well, the disciples are being inconvenienced by, you know, this by crowd. We, people. we can't eat. Jesus, what's going on? Why are you, <laughs> why are you allowing all the people to gather around us? And right. we're trying to eat. So right. they're misunderstanding the again what's happening, what Jesus' right. intent it intention and his priorities. Is, and his values priorities right. values. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's and then he then the those the religious leaders say, Well, yeah, this guy's yeah. He's flat out of his mind, possessed. Right. And then his family says, yeah, he's out of he's his crazy. mind. He's right. crazy. So mm-hmm. what then do we do? We see Jesus, how he deals with them right. in the different ways. The first way, the first group, dealing with dealing with those that are accusatory right. of us. Right. Uh, dealing with those that would you know try to catch us right. in mistakes or try to catch us in maybe even just flat out lying about us. Yes. And, and so he, in both cases, with family and them, again, a different nuance, but mm-hmm. the same same response. Yes. He set the healthy boundary. Uh, he did not, uh, as we talked about Sunday, allow the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, Sadducees, he didn't allow their dysfunction to become his reality. So he set the boundary and said, uh, here's where I draw the line. You're wrong. And he, again, took a more direct approach. He, he set healthy boundaries with family, too, because he didn't let them get him off course. Yes. Uh, but, yep. but nonetheless, setting the healthy boundary is critical. It's critical. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, that's partly the, the crowd thing, too. Yes. It's the difference between, as we talked about Sunday, fixing people versus simply loving them. Yeah. 
when you tend to fix people, you tend to have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. When you take it upon yourself to go fix their life, you, you're taking on their mess yeah. to become yours, and that's not your role. Right, right. So when you're around, around a crowd, and you spoke Sunday about the, who was in this crowd, right, right. it was the outcast, it was the, the right. driven out, it was the misunderstood already, right. it was those that were needed life, yeah. needed salvation, needed, he needed right. him. Right. And so he was very much gathering of that crowd, welcoming of yes. that crowd where the right. disciples may have been inconvenienced and the family thought, this is crazy. What are you right. doing? Right. Jesus, his intention was to bring life to, people to those it the most. around him. So right. You talked about us being a sent people. Right. And the uh, question, good question for us to ask yeah. is, what is the crowd that we are around, uh, allowing yeah. around us? So right. one, as Christians, right. We know we need to be around those that are going to build us up and encourage right. and have community with to right. fill us up and to for Christ. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to find ourselves. We need yeah. to find ourselves. Yes. Well, and I would think that the bottom line to me, Jason, is that if you're really going to live as a sent people, we yes. call that here missional living. Exactly. It is going to be messy, so you you can bank on that. Because yeah. why? Because we're living in a fallen world, a mess up world, messy lives, uh, and so if you're going to actually love people you, and and relate to them where they are, that inherently means you're going to experience their mess. Yeah. So that's a given. the The part that we've got to be careful about and uh, discerning and wise about is how do I respond to the mess? Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. go back to what I was saying a while ago. Am I tempted? Because I, I think you can be tempted to fix people with a right heart, mm-hmm, a sincere mm-hmm. motive. It's not necessarily that you think you're better than them, but it could be that you just feel so badly that yes. you want to dive in and fix things when you can't. Yeah. And you and you and I tend to make things worse when we do that. So there again, I'm getting drawn into the mess as opposed to simply loving people uh, and, and potentially allowing God to draw them out of their mess, yeah. so to speak. So that boundary thing you're saying is yes. know where that line is between yes. being a loving person right. to those that you're with right. and then just trying to overstep those boundaries and fix, yes. if Yeah, you will. And, and then sometimes some people will will try to make you own their lives. Mm, mm -hmm. So there's the boundary again, just because they want you to fix their stuff doesn't mean you should either. So sometimes we invite ourselves into fixing people and sometimes we are invited uh, by the person to try to fix their life and take responsibility for their life. And that's not helping. And it's not that, that is part, in my opinion, uh, a practical way of looking at the coming of the world and not just being in the world, Mm -hmm. having an influence in the Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. through Christ without becoming sucked into the world, so to speak. I like what you said about allowing, not taking on their responsibility for, for what's happening in their world. Uh, loving them in the midst of that. Love them, encourage yeah. them. If yes. there's some way you can help guide them, if yeah. they allow that, if there's this opportunity, small opportunity to get them to think differently, mm-hmm. uh, encourage, again, support, all those are good things, but no, you're not there to steer their life. Yeah, I think a, a catchphrase so, there would be not enabling them. Yes, because uh, yes, that's what it becomes. Yeah. That's exactly a good point, and mm-hmm. that's the modern language yeah. we're yes. used to. right. Uh, at the point that I take responsibility for somebody else's life when I shouldn't um, is the, the point where I probably stop helping and I start enabling them to yeah. get worse or stay the same. Yeah. Because uh, truthfully, sometimes we don't learn until we hit the wall, right? Yeah. Uh, and 
it hurts, especially if you it's a family member. Uh, you know, they're messing around with drugs. You know, that's the big bad example. Right. Whatever it may be, yeah. they're making some tough choices. And there's a degree at which you just you and I can't take responsibility for that. And we're talking adults, absolutely. people who have the ability to make those decisions. Teenagers as well. Yes, absolutely. A certain age of teenagers. Yeah. I agree with that. There's a level there too, and mm-hmm. it's 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 painful and hard when yes. you love them. Yes. To not just scream, stop it. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have the power right. to make right. their choices. So. So the bottom line here, Jesus, the intention he need, he wanted to be around messy yeah. people. Yes, he know he knew that they needed life. Right. We as a sent people need to be around messy people. Yeah. If if we're going to be fruit in this world, salt and light, right. and if there's going to be fruit of our faith, we're going to be with those that need life. Right. And so that might be misunderstood at times by some. Yes. Uh, but we need yeah. to be firm in our sentness. Can right. I say that yeah. word? Sentness but our, our purpose, yeah. yeah, that uh, we're yes. there to be salt and light to this world and not forget that right? and not dismiss that. Right. So the good question is... Uh, yeah, I, I th- the, before you get to sure. that question, I think there's two extremes to avoid. One is having a heart for being missional, being sent, yes. as you're talking about, and then diving right in and, again, getting into trying to fix everybody. That's the one extreme. Yes. So you, you're doing no good that way, and right. that's not what you're called to be. Right. Uh, the other extreme for a lot of believers is to build walls mm. mm-hmm. to protect yourself from all the messing. Of course, we're all messy, truth is. Sure. Uh, we've all sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so there's not any one of us doesn't have things that God need doesn't need continually work mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. But the other wrong response that's uh, not what we're called to be is to build that fortress or that wall. Totally seclude uh, myself from yeah, the world. Isolate, you know, be the, you know, you know, hover in the cave kind mm-hmm. of deal. Uh, so that goes back to what you said, being in this world, in the world, so that we it. can be right. A and, source and to of do light. That, yes. Yeah. And to do that, uh, you need wisdom and the discernment that comes from Christ. Yes. So you can't do this in your own strength and your own power. That's when you and I learn one day at a time, one relationship at a yeah. time, to rely on Christ and let Him open the doors, let Him show you how to respond. Uh, but always looking to Him mm-hmm. uh, and staying grounded in your relationship with Christ. I was going to say, He's the foundation that we're walking on yes, in the exactly. midst of all that mess. Exactly Absolutely. right. Yeah. yeah. So good. anyway, yeah. To, it's a. It's not a cookie cutter answer. No, I mean, it's, no. You can't say here's what it looks like for everybody. Sentness looks different for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an individual journey God calls you to. Mm-hmm. So, We're all in different places. We're all in right. different in environments and in scenarios. Exactly and, right. And we all have our, our, but we're all called. And different opportunities. Different opportunities. Yeah. Right, right. The, but the, the all called is right. purpose is the same. Yes. To love sent. God and love people. Yes. Uh, being a sent people. So Absolutely. very good, very good. So yeah, he set those boundaries. He, he did get a little bit forcible whenever mm-hmm. he was confronting the misunderstanding with those that were trying to catch him. But with his family, yes. there was some gentleness. There was some right. love there. Right, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me that Jesus, you look through the Gospels, he always, and I kind of alluded, I didn't elaborate, but I alluded to it on Sunday, mm-hmm. for the religious hypocrisy crowd, he had little, little, he went straight to it. Yeah. A little patience, I guess I'd almost say. Uh, he just confronted it head on because he, he knew that they needed shock therapy if there was a chance. And the good news is among the religious crowd, we do know of some, and we don't know all the names because the Bible, the New Testament tells us mm. we don't know all the names of the Pharisees, Sadducees, and different religious establishment. They actually, some of them, Nicodemus being one, 
came to genuine faith in Christ and was being transformed. Yeah. So some of that crowd, after being confronted with the truth, yeah, because they needed the shock treatment, uh, did come around mm-hmm. and they they uh, placed genuine faith in Christ. So well, that's a good question. So that how then, as Christians, do we engage yeah. with others? And I think you answered that with. Going forward with truth first. Yes, yes. Uh, key key to part. Point. Truth and, lo- and truth in love. Truth in love. Yeah. yeah. You, you just yeah. read my mind. Yeah. So it's not truth alone because mm-hmm. truth without love is a baseball bat. I've yes. said that before. And yeah. um, we'll, we'll tend to want, if all I got is truth but not inspired by the love of Christ, I'm going to tend to want to win the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, I want to be the smartest guy in the room and, and get into debates and take my baseball bat, yeah. bat out and win. Uh, so the truth without love is not good. And, and in fact, in the Gospel of John, it refers to the fact that Jesus was filled with both grace and truth. Yes. And there's a, that's a similar word, grace to love, similar yeah, idea. Right. Uh, so it's it's both of those, speaking the truth, yes, but speaking the truth in love. Christ-inspired love, mm-hmm. specifically, is what mm-hmm. that's talking about. So. I always love the analogy of the clanging symbol. The, the, yeah. the, not just a clanging symbol, little bitty things, but like, you know, huge yeah. symbols. If you're if you're yeah. trying to bring truth without love, you're just it's might as well noise. be. It's noise. Yeah. It's a bunch of irritating noise. Irritating, <laughs> outright annoying <laughs> noise. And it's not going to go anywhere. No. Except just no. to irk people. Drive people farther from Christ Abs- as opposed oh, yeah. to bring them closer. Absolutely. Right? It's going to clear the room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No doubt, for good is. reason too. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. So then, talking about that love part with our with his family, uh-huh. uh, almost not really just the kid gloves, but he right. knew how to speak love with his yeah. family and more gently, if you will. And so, yeah. you get into the application part of whenever there yeah. is a misunderstanding with your family, you ask three good questions. Yeah, and I stole them from Charles Swindoll. There you so go. They're not my yeah. questions, but it's the the what why. Let's see, the what why and who. Mm-hmm. I think it may start with who actually. Who it did. considered the source? Yeah, if I remember, I'm you're, you're testing my memory on my own son. Uh, the they're what, all important questions. The order yeah, doesn't necessarily matter, but yeah, yeah right. they're all good. So questions. who, what, and why? I believe. Mm-hmm. So the next one I believe is what you know. Check your blind spots. Yeah. Is there reasons that you're giving people impressions? Yeah. Uh, and then the 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 what what can I learn and how can I grow from being misunderstood in this case? So I thought those were excellent applications yeah. from Swindoll. Yeah. And it's it's difficult when there's a misunderstanding with those that we love to take the moment to step back and say, all right, who is it that uh, yeah. had this misunderstanding with? It's my wife. Slow down. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. why why are we having this misunderstanding? So you right. know, it, but you've got we have to do that. Absolutely. We have to, we have to take a moment just and to not just immediately explode yes. or, or fly off the handle, if you will. Yeah. But Take a moment, take a breath, yeah. walk away if you need to, right. but come back and ask those questions. I'm convinced, and we'll talk about conflict, I think, later in this series. Yeah. I'm convinced that, and I'm going to throw a number out, 75 to 80% of our conflicts we have in personal relationships mm-hmm. especially uh, could be avoided if we didn't assume we understood what they meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or didn't assume we understand how they're coming across. We're interpreting yeah. body language or whatever. Instead yeah. of asking, if we just stop and ask, yeah. I, I'm convinced we would we would not escalate the conflict. Yeah. Uh, and it would actually become a healthy yeah. exchange. But uh, it's a discipline to do that. It is. I'm gonna, what you were just saying is exactly, I'm going to give some props to my wife, because what her fam- favorite thing to say is, assume the best in people. Yeah. Assume the best of yeah. what their intention is. And then and it's, as, it's in essence asking those questions, right. who, what, and why. Yes. Uh, but assume the best. And then yeah. you're, you're not, you're not going to immediately see bad. You're not going to immediately right. see negative. You're not right. gonna, it's not going to escalate yes. any further. And I think it's a, 
I think it's a a discipline to do that because Absolutely. we when we're misunderstood, especially for misunderstood like Jesus was misunderstood by family, those who love him, those mm-hmm. he would expect to have his back and not to call him crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and come to that yes. jump to that conclusion. Right. So when you're misunderstood by somebody you love, especially the emotion is high anger. uh, Absolutely. I can't believe I'm hurt. You know, all that emotion Mm -hmm. rises up at once. And so you have to take your mind, let Christ inspire your thinking in the Mm -hmm. midst of that storm. And so that's why it's a discipline. It'd be one thing if you were just perfectly calm and just had to remember the next step, but that's not what human is. No, no. It's, it's, it's feeling angry when you need to respond and how do you respond while you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Or as the Bible sometimes says, go separate from that moment and right. then come back. That's what I was saying. Take so, a yes. breath, walk away if you need yes. to, but come back. Don't yes. let the sun go down Yes, without right. uh, On your having, anger. Mm-hmm. Right. without having to, yeah, to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Don't ignore it, but maybe you need to take a breath, come back and say, mm-hmm. Hey, I need to calm down a little bit and then I'll come back to what yeah. this, but anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, all of us, every single one of us. Right. Maybe even right now they're facing yeah. some misunderstandings, and, and uh, this is a good word for all of us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's twofold. I only hit one side of the coin. Mm-hmm. I, I focus Sunday on when you are misunderstood, and we follow the example of Christ, how to respond to that. But it, there's the other side of that coin, how you and I can respond, uh, which maybe maybe that's another sermon someday, yeah. how you and I can respond when we do the misunderstanding, when mm-hmm. we're the ones mm-hmm. misunderstanding the other person. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, how that should look. I think there's some similar principles there. Yes, absolutely. So, but I yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah, absolutely. Very and then, right. So very good, man. Yeah. Man, talking about how do we navigate life? Yeah. Anchoring into truth, yes. so that we can manage, work through these situations that we're facing, temptation and misunderstanding. And yeah. next week, next huge week, one. yeah. Come, come, join us for Mother's Day. We got a lot of great. Just worship as always planned. Just for, not entertaining. We we don't entertain here at New Hope. We truly worship. So I think yeah. you'll be inspired. But uh, I would say uh, th- this week we're going to talk about uh, when facing anxiety. And our everybody knows this. It's not a big secret. Uh, I can show you study after study that shows that our world is just eaten up by yes. anxiety right now. Uh, yeah. And and. And I think it was already a problem before the pandemic. And then you get two years of a pandemic thrown on there. Everything I'm reading says it just accelerated uh, anxiety, even leading to depression and things like that. So we're going to talk about when facing anxiety. I'm not going to claim I'm going to fix all the problems in that arena because you can't in one message, but at least some tools to be able to respond to. To be able to to navigate through that. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Not to say that any mothers out there are anxious. Yeah. yeah. Well, they might very well be. (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah. That wasn't a planned uh, anxiety on Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, But hey. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got several kids, especially in diapers or whatever, you may very well relate to this more. Yeah. Yeah, True. If you're raising children (laughs) of any age, (laughs) if you're alive and breathing, Uh you probably Uh can relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of old eyes right now going on. So absolutely. <laughs> Pastor, what a great discussion, yeah. great time yeah, talking. And listener and watcher, we thank you for being with us today. We look forward yeah. to seeing you on Mother's Day this coming Sunday. Yes. Have a great day.